Hi, my name is Alex. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from lust, people-pleasing, control, and a lack of identity. For as long as I can remember, the name Jesus is one that was frequently used in my house. I was raised by two loving Christian parents that took me and my two siblings to church every Sunday, along with Bible memory verse clubs. Life as a Christian quickly began to feel very works-based, but I was okay with that as long as everyone in my life saw the effort I was putting into my faith and applauded me for it. My relationship with the Lord was non-existent because I never stopped to wonder why the creator of the universe cared for me or loved me as much as his word says he does. It took almost all of my childhood to realize my entire identity was built on people-pleasing and not disappointing others, especially my parents. I put so much pressure on myself to be the golden child and receive words of affirmation and love. I never questioned my faith or even wanted to, because that would mean questioning what I had been taught all my life and would most definitely result in conflict, which I was pretty skillful at avoiding like the plague. It was a comfortable, sheltered lifestyle that would steadily unravel into years of isolation, addiction, and torment. In middle school, I was exposed to pornography for the first time. I can still clearly remember the sheer terror I felt in that moment and the, t- and the tug at me to turn away, but the simultaneous curiosity and desire to continue watching. Sin had grabbed a hold of my heart and started a shame-centered war within me. Being outwardly obedient for others only drove my heart further towards wanting to be my own God and to be in control, and the only way to do so was to hide my developing addiction from everyone. This continued into high school, and as I went off to college and began seriously dating, my addiction and the perverse way I had been training my brain to view women carried itself into my relationships. Although I didn't watch porn while dating and felt like it was no longer an issue, my relationships were extremely physical and eventually led to sexual intercourse. After graduating, getting a travel-heavy job, and transitioning into a long-distance relationship for the next four years, I began to unravel. For the sake of hiding my addiction and acting like I had everything together, I began telling half-truths when confronted on my porn addiction. Half-truths became not really truths, which became full-blown lies, all because I wanted to control how my girlfriend viewed me and keep the peace in our relationship. I became a man who stood for nothing, had no integrity, no faith, no identity. I was numb, and the shame and shame was my master. But by God's grace, I was able to find my way back home to Dallas and get plugged into a church called Watermark. My girlfriend suggested that I find some help through a recovery ministry at Watermark called Regeneration. I had no clue what I was getting into, but I knew that my sin ran deep, my heart was hard, and that it was time for a change. God wasted no time exposing my pride and poor intentions the first night of Regen. As I walked in and sat in this auditorium, I initially had no idea what to expect. Almost immediately, I felt above the whole thing, like, oh geez, this place is for people that are seriously broken. I was just hoping to get some tips on how to shake my addiction and graduate so that I could show everyone how I'm all better. I sat in the first time guest circle and instantly thought that what these other guys are going through is so much worse than what I'm going through. At least I'm not dealing with that, I would tell myself. However, I left the church that night feeling so convicted in the ways I was using other brothers in Christ that I didn't even know to get a foot up and feel holier than thou. 
Each guy shared their deepest hurts and how they were trying to keep from drowning in their sin. But instead of empathizing with them, I was comparing my struggles to downplay the severity of my own sin. But over the course of groundwork and step group, the spirit began peeling back the layers of my heart and I truly accepted Christ as my savior. In step two, believe, we come to believe that God is the one whose power can fully restore us. No amount of sheer willpower can lead to true lasting healing, but only through surrender to his power and timing. If you grew up in the church like me, going through this step might have felt or may feel simple. Yes, of course Christ died on the cross for me. Those were the thoughts I had as I quickly scribbled answers in, thinking this step was an easy one. But I challenge you to dive deep into this step. Challenge your faith if you know the Lord and allow your heart time to truly believe the knowledge of the word that you have been taught. The head runs, but the heart walks. If you don't know the Lord, really spend time learning about him. There are so many mysteries to discover about him and his heart. Step three, trust, was another tough one for me, and still is. Although I wanted to put God in the driver's seat of my life, I still wanted to keep a hand on the wheel in case he started going a direction I didn't like. But step seven, follow, wrecked me. God made it truly apparent that I was trying to find my identity in everything except him. I was able to accept that I was forgiven and free since I knew I needed a savior to cover my sins, but it was much harder to accept being loved and his child because I truly didn't love myself. The guilt and shame of my sins kept me in a place distant from the Lord, but after completing this step, he began, he began to feel so much more personal, approachable, interested, and present. Recovery and healing were no longer a merit system of days free from porn, but rather days spent with the Lord resting in him. Through Jesus' death on the cross, his burial, and triumphant resurrection, my sins are forgiven. I am a new creation, a saint, who sometimes struggles to shed my old dirty clothes. It can be easy to get wrapped up in my sins and feel disappointed in myself or numb to the Lord, but through his goodness and gentleness, he reminds me of his grace and love. Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Looking back on my time at Regen and why steps two, three, and seven meant so much to me was because they spent so much time focusing on the heart of God. At times, especially during the exhaustion of inventory, digging up old pain and destruction can really weigh on your heart. It's hard, yet necessary and fruitful to bring everything to the light. But resting in the Father, the one who is love above all things, brings peace that the world will, no, will never be able to provide. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Regeneration has taught me many things, but primarily it taught me the importance of having community and the power of confession with those who are walking alongside me. We aren't meant to live life in isolation. I'm not sure what you walked into this room carrying, but I can assure you that none of it is too big for God to heal and for others in this room to understand. 
Scripture describes the devil as a lion whose goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. When lions hunt a pack of animals, they don't attack the pack all at once, but instead target the one who is straying. Live in the light and stay with the pack. I now have the joy of serving here on Monday nights in groundwork and lead circles of men who are ready to find healing. One thing the Lord reminds me of every night here is that just because I have a name tag on does not mean I have to have all the answers. So many of the men that sit in my circles lift me up with their prayers and victories from the past week. Other times, when weeks have been harder, I'm reminded of the war zone we all live in as Christians, and I run back to the Father. Commencing from region didn't heal me, but the steps of region are a framework that I can turn to when temptation creeps back. Christ is the only healer. My girlfriend that stuck with me through four years of long distance, I am now so honored and excited to call my wife, as of a month ago, actually. So. <laughs> Our relationship has seen so many ups and downs, but she has been so supportive of me and my recovery and is a clear example of the forgiveness that Christ extends to us. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with her. If you are here for the first time, welcome. As it has been said many times before, Region is not a place to get fixed. It is a place where, through the surrender to the King and acceptance of his grace, you can find life. I'd struggled for so long to find my identity in Christ and to realize his deep and personal love, but God's timing was perfect in my life, and I know it will be perfect in yours as well. My name is Alex. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from lust, people-pleasing, control, and a lack of identity, and to God, the King who sees my broken heart and loves me all the same, be all the glory. Thank you.